With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here we are with our first podcast of 2020. Happy New Year. I'm Diane Knox. I think it's probably too late to be saying Happy New Year now. I'm one of these people that I like to say it at the very beginning of the year. And then like, that's kind of it. Full steam ahead. And well, it feels good to be back to normal. This week on the PGA Tour, it's the first full field event of 2020, the Sony Open in Hawaii. And we get to see the beautiful palm trees and the beaches and the blue water on TV for a second week in a row. Last week, the Century Tournament of Champions with all the winners from 2019 in the field. Justin Thomas going on to win again. We're going to talk about that in a little while. We have two of our guys representing Secret Golf, Ryan Palmer and JT Poston. Good showings for them. And this week we have 11 of our guys playing at YLI. Two of them are past champions as well. Ryan Palmer, again, who won in 2010 and Patton Kazire, who had won at Mayakoba in November in the 2017 and then went to Sony, you know, similar climate and won at the start of 2018. Apart from the two wins, we have had a lot of top 10s here. So it's a course that our guys are excited about and we're looking forward to watching them. So, well, all that's left for me to do to get this podcast going is introduce the man himself, Steve Elkington. It's good to be back. Yeah, I mean, uh, Diane, I'm thinking about today all those lucky guys that are playing in Hawaii, some of the guys for the first time they've ever been on the PGA Tour and brings back a lot of memories. Even though I'm much older, I still remember when I went over there for the first time. Well, let's talk about last week's Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. Obviously, all the winners from 2019 were there, and we had two of the secret golf guys in the field, JT Poston and Ryan Palmer. But it was Justin Thomas's week, and he just loves this like Pacific golf. There was no doubt in my mind during the week that he was going to go out there and get the win. Well, you're right. I had him picked in my game, my SG Tour game. I got beat by a stroke last week, but uh, nonetheless... You know, JT, he's probably one of the best players in the world, or he is. He's proved it. And, um, you know, going to Hawaii and coming off the President's Cup where he played really well, um, 
to me, it's a lot of it. A lot of it's mental. You know, mm-hmm. some guys going over there, they've been you've been in the cold weather, and you know they're still working out a few things or contracts or maybe trying out new clubs or whatever. Justin Thomas and Alexander Shoffley is no surprise to me that those two guys, you know, have got the same equipment. Their dads are their coaches. Both their dads were walking with them in the last group, and their mothers. Um, to me, Diane, I've said this before that you know their life is very simple. You know, JT's mm-hmm. not changing any gear. You may, you know, may have a different driver or so on, but same company, Xander, the same way. Their dads have been, they noted how the dads have been teaching them the same thing for the last 12 years, all these things. So, and then you match that with a good attitude and, you know, off, you're off to the races. For the likes of JT Poston and Ryan Palmer, Obviously, you know, Kapalua is kind of like the reward for winning in 2019. And those were two massive wins for Ryan Palmer. The first win he'd had since 2010. That was actually the Sony Open. And for JT, it was his debut win. But for those guys, how important is it mentally for them to start the year that way? I think they're different. You know, JT is young and single and um, he's going to be on tour a long time. He just won last year in Greensboro. You know, he's got a putting stroke. Uh, like Ben Crenshaw, I just don't see anything stopping JT Poston. Uh, he's just going to be one of these guys that's going to sort of evolve, not quite like Justin Thomas, but, uh, you know, he's got that, he doesn't quite have the firepower as, as uh, JT does, but he's got a putting stroke that's amazing. So I've got him booked, you know, in at least winning again this year, and he made it to the top 30 or just missed last year. So um, I got him in the top 30 this year, and then Brian Palmer's different, right? It's, I don't know what year it is, but it's got to be creeping up on 20 years on tour. He's got a family, his wife, uh, his kids are growing up and um, don't know what <clears throat> Ryan's goals are, but he's a great win player. You know, he obviously going to Hawaii is a bonus for him, winning with uh, John Rahm last year at the Zurich. And um, as you get older, Diane, the tour is split in half. You know, when you have when you're older with family and younger with kids, the young guys can just keep going, going, going. So, Ryan's got to pick his spots, you know. I, I expect all of our players to play well, but you, when you have a family and a wife and, you know, everything going on at home with kids, you've got to, you've got to really have a, a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. So JT Poston finishing T11 and Ryan Palmer um, one shot behind him, T17. So starting January and talking about FedEx Cup points, I mean, when I spoke to Ryan Palmer at the Tour Championship, or it wasn't at the Tour Championship, it was at the Northern Trust last year in the playoffs, he said that he'd never felt better about his game. So he didn't play much during the fall season, and for him to be back in Hawaii, Sony Open, a tournament he's won before, there's got to be all the good feeling mentally. But how important is your FedEx Cup position when you're about to get your 2020 year underway? Again, it's split, you know, it's like if you're a rookie coming out and um, you have, you know, you've got a, you're a brand new card holder this week. There's a lot of pressure on you because there's going to be a reshuffle after about five events. So if you go out and you lay an egg and you don't win any FedEx cup points, and let's say you're the first guy in the tournament at Hawaii this year out of the new card holders, and you don't win any FedEx cup points for a few weeks, you're going to get reshuffled to the back. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a bunch of guys that are sitting home in America right now that are, didn't get into Hawaii that are, you know, you know, waiting for their chance to gain some FedEx Cup points. Now, as you're older, we used to say that the tour really doesn't start until 
Jack Nicholas teed it up in, in uh, Doral. That was in March, all the way to March. And anything you could do on the West Coast was just a bonus. And uh, I don't know if the guys still think that way or not. I used to go out on the West Coast and play some of my favorites, of course, Riviera. And uh, I'd go to Palm Springs and try my luck there. Occasionally, I'd go to Hawaii. Um, Pebble Beach was another favorite of mine just because they're just so iconic. But when I was out there, I was like looking for one, just one decent week, Diane. I wasn't really sort of putting too much pressure on myself, you know, um, just just trying try not to. And we always talk about the fall season and how the fall season is so big for a lot of guys because it means that when they start the Sony Open, they have a whole bunch of FedEx Cup points under their belt, hopefully, and they're not playing catch-up. So if you look at Pat Perez, who played five events in the fall season, he had two top tens. So he's the highest out of the secret golf guys at 32 in the FedEx Cup standing. So for Pat, that means it's kind of like very little stress at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I think of it as I don't think of it as FedEx Cup points. I think of it as money. But I think money. Pat's won what eight hundred thousand or something. Yeah, and then and then you know Jason Duffner's won no money. So and Jason has you know new contract with Cobra. He's really happy. I just spent about a week with him, or about two weeks ago, I spent three days with Jason down in Florida testing his new gear, and he's excited about about that. Perez just moved into a new house in Scottsdale. He's looking to put some money in the bank and uh, pay that off as soon as possible, you know, if I know PP. Um, it's just everyone's different. Everyone's it's, – it's like a seismograph machine out there, uh, Diane. And, and then when you look at guys like Justin Thomas and, and um, I know Jordan Spieth withdrew this week because he had a cold, but there's all sorts of different stories. JT, you know, I picked JT in my SG Tour game again this week just because I know he's going to – walk around Hawaii and, and play well just because of what he did last week. Mm -hmm. You spoke about Duffner. So he's only got five FedEx Cup points right now. Um, JT is number one with 1,162. So, like, that discrepancy mentally in the locker room, like, how tough is that? Well, you know, I had a little conversation with... Jason Duffner a couple of weeks ago and you know it's not that easy to come back out on tour and you when you're 42 years old and you're ranked 250th in world ranking you know I told him I said you know you've got to have about it your your um your grivership level's got to be turned up to about a nine out of ten I mean you've got to be excited about being out there otherwise you're just going to get it run over mentally and he is he's he, you know he understands that it's like it's like um there's a few guys out there that he can't beat right now I mean, we all think that we can win every every week, but there's there's a handful of guys out there. I told him that he can't beat, but I I'm damn sure positive that he can beat 130 of them out there. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes you get lost in what you're trying to do on the tour, and um, you only the 70 guys miss the cut every week. So if you beat 70 guys, you know you're in the you're in the money. So um, sometimes I used to position my brain. I would think of my brain like a like a sophomore coming back on tour mm -hmm. or a sophomore coming back to college where I knew there were some guys that are just absolute guns out there like Jack Nicholas and Tom Watson. I didn't even worry about those guys. I can't beat them anyway. <laughs> um, and I would just try to position myself, try to stay around the top 20 or top 30 on the leaderboard, just keep pushing, pushing like I'm like I'm in some sort of a race. I know I'm in a tournament, but I'm, yeah. you know, I got to keep my get my score and push myself in a certain way right out of the gate to force myself to get three under to four under just 
make it a little bit urgent to, mm-hmm. you know, really focus in, just somehow kick in your, you know, instincts. It's a good way to think about it. You just spent time with Jason Duffner and the videos we've been putting up on the Secret Golf social media, because as you said, he's just signed with Cobra. So new clubs and you were in South Florida with him when he was kind of like testing out, especially some irons. He does say that the driver was his main motivation for going to Cobra. But of course, he has to get all the irons dialed in as well. So what was he talking about in that process? Yeah, you know, like he said in one of the videos, there's not a lot of technology going on with irons. You know, we all hit them similar length. Speed, you know, makes them go further. So if he hits five iron, 195 yards, and Justin Thomas hits the same five iron, it's probably going to go 205 yards just because he's got more velocity. But he's looking for the he's looking for the bottom of the club, the bounce on the bottom, to make sure that it feels right when he hits the ground with it. Because, um, like he said, he wants the bounce in the back of the club club so that he he can come down and pinch that ball like he wants to but then the bounce rebounds him out of the ground and that's that's what he's looking for so he was he was working on grinds you know he's really happy with the driver mm-hmm. the the new speed zone king cobra driver i actually got one too diane and i suggest you get one too diane because <laughs> i'm hitting the ball a lot further with this driver it's uh it's lighter for me and i swing it through the air quicker to give you an example, how technology changed with the driver is if I swing 110 miles an hour with what I was using, um, the club went X and or the ball went X. And when I swung the new one, I still swing at 110 miles an hour, but that club technology was swinging through the air faster and I was picking up, you know, 10, 11, 12 yards. So it was a big win for me. Yeah, and I need all the help I can get. So <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad yes, thing. We all do. So Sony Open has traditionally been a good tournament for the Secret Golf team because, well, as I said earlier, Ryan Palmer won here in 2010. So kicking off the decade with a win and then Patton Kazire getting his second PGA Tour victory here in 2018. But apart from those two wins, we've had nine top tens. Jason Duffner has been in the top ten, Brian Harmon, Russell Knox, Mark Leishman and Pat Perez. So... Yep. What is it about this course? Yeah, why lie? We, uh, I'm not sure why our players play well, other than we all have good players, Diane. But um, you know, when you think of why Ryan Palmer won here, it's because it's so windy and he can handle the wind. And then you think about why Patton Kazai won here because you know he putts so good. And then you think why Pat Perez does well and he does everything. You know, he doesn't have to be long. It's a great course for guys that aren't long because look, why lie's flat piece of property. It's surrounded by homes right close to Diamond Head in Hawaii. It gets really windy, and when the wind gets sideways blowing, it can be tricky. I remember, Diane, when I was a rookie, I think it was my rookie year, I was walking to, walking from the little house that we were staying at with some friends of ours that were my Pebble Beach partner, the Lucases, and I was walking down the, you know, the pathway to go to the course, and it was so windy. I mean, it was blowing like, I don't know, 40 miles an hour, and I'm, you know, I'm used to wind growing up in Australia. And I'm thinking, man, this course is going to be so, you know, so tricky. And I walked sort of past the leaderboard near the ninth green. And I saw that eight under par was through 10 holes, Bobby Clampett. And there was like four guys at minus six. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing out on this tour? I mean, this is just ridiculous. And um, it was just a sort of a, uh, 
you know, a shocking moment. Uh, I think I did okay in the tournament, but when I first got out there and some of these young fellas are going to be out there for the first time and they're going to see all these good players and, um, you know, it's an exciting time for sure. And talking of the wind, we saw a little bit of it last week with the coverage from Kapalua, but the wind this week is going to be, what, 30 miles per hour blowing every day. And when you look at, you spoke about Ryan Palmer, he plays that low knockdown shot good in the wind. Mark Leishman grew up playing in the wind in Australia. Russell Knox grew up playing in the wind in Scotland. So these are conditions where, you know, they hopefully are going to suit these guys. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're going to, you're going to play a, a bet, a bet on the SG tour app this week. Um, and you haven't caught something out of what you just said, then you're probably not going to beat me this week. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, the Australians, I always think, have a, a real big advantage because, you know, they're coming out of Australia where, um, of course, Australia's on fire right now. It's just no. terrible devastation happening to our country. But it's it's summertime in Australia, and it's hot, and it's warm, and it's windy. And our players, like Leishman's coming over. Um, and, you know, Leishman grew up in the windiest city in the world. Uh, Warnable is the name of his town down in Victoria. So I've got Leishman doing well this week um, just from the wind and Leishman has finished well last year he finished T3 here and in 2014 a fifth place finish so Leishman definitely you know likes this place and has good feeling after that third place finish last year but you were talking about Australia there and the utter devastation. Leishman's going to have a little bit of extra motivation. We know that he's just like the nicest guy in the world anyway, but he has said that this week he's going to donate $500 per birdie and $1,000 per eagle. And then his foundation, the Begin Again Foundation, they're going to match donations up to $5,000. So him caring so much about Australia and wanting to raise as much as possible, that's going to be an extra motivation for him. Absolutely. My daughter and I have, we watch it and my wife, we watch it. We've been donating to Terry Irwin, Steve Irwin's foundation over there that helped the animals that they're, you know, these animals, the, the fire's moving so fast and there's so many of them, Diane. And, you know, one thing about the eucalyptus forest in Australia, it's different than other parts in the world with all the eucalyptus. It, it almost boils and explodes in front of it, the, the eucalyptus in the trees and it gets this, has its own weather the fire does and where it just keeps going and going and all these animals are trying to get out and they're in front and they're getting burnt and they're getting hit by cars and I think they rescued I think um, Terry Irwin wrote yesterday they rescued 90,000 different animals in the last three days and you know they're trying to build these animal camps where they can get them in there get them hydrated you know get their injuries all sorts of different injuries they got coming from you know going where they're not supposed to go, whether they're hit by cars, chased by other domestic animals, bitten or burnt, of course. But oh, it's just heartbreaking. It's unreal. It really is. So, um, well, the SG Tour is up and running now for 2020 and you can create a little game to play against your friends. This week, I think the field is kind of interesting for the Sony Open in Hawaii this week. And, well, you were just saying that the top tip is if you're not looking to pick one of those guys who plays well in the wind, then you're going to beat them. <laughs> but what what do you think? Who What are your kind of picks for this week then? Yeah, well, I, you know, whenever, whenever I think about the SG Tour app and, I'm, you know, I get to pick, you know, one player from each uh, world ranking category, A, B, C, and D, and, 
it's always pretty easy to pick the A player. You know, mm-hmm. the, everyone's recognisable. And, and where you where you start winning money from your friends or, you know, doing well on SG Tour app is when you can recognise some of these guys that are playing um, out of the B and the, the C and the D groups that you haven't, you're not so familiar with. And it takes a little research and to think about it. But, um, you know, I wanted to say... Uh, I'm not going to tell you who all my picks are. We've talked a few of them today. It's easy, like it's easy to get a few of them. But those back end ones, Diane, are the ones yeah. um, that are tricky. Tier D is always the tough one. You're right, and I feel like it's the one that I always am. Um, well, I mean, we know that I pick Russell every single week because I he's, have a to pick. he's a B. He's a B. He's a B this week. This week. But um, looking at D, Colt Nost is in the D flight, and he's of course one of our guys. You were saying this is a good course for the shorter hitter. Colt's one of the shortest hitters on tour. He hasn't played a lot recently because he had that injury and he's on that medical exemption. But hopefully we'd like to see a spark from Colt this week. Yeah, I don't know what he's trying to do. I think I hear a couple of things. I haven't spoken to him, but I think he's I think he's retiring after the Phoenix Open, I think. Really? So, um, I think he's going over there, got his swimmers on, uh, Diane, just laying around drinking Mai Tais. I don't know. <laughs> I hope he – I hope he. Uh, I'm not picking him in my SG Tour game, put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I will tell you a story, Diane, that just came to me that when Lisa and I were married in 19 – might have been before we were married, might have been 1990 we were over there, how different the tour is. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we were playing with Woods and Ballada Boars cause, and that was cool, but um, – Lisa, uh, we were staying in, you know, downtown Waikiki and we didn't have a, a car. So we were getting picked up in those days by, you know, player transportation. You would call over to the club and they'd come get you and bring you to the course. Well, Lisa found this um, this deal where down in, in the town there, if you sat through a three-hour seminar on to buy a condo in Maui, they would give you a, a rental car for the week. So she, <laughs> one of our practice rounds, she went and sat through a three-hour seminar on buying a million-dollar condo when we didn't have 10 cents, and we got this Jeep. So we were able to tour all over the island that year in Maui, in uh, at the Hawaiian Open. Oh, what, a, what, a, uh, what a look back, huh? <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, well. Right. Well, looking forward to it this week. And um, hopefully we have some success on the Secret Golf team. And also, I hope the guys raise loads of money for Australia as well, especially Mark Leishman, who you can tell it's, uh, it's really got to him. Amen to that. And my daughter and I, we've been donating a little bit each day. Nothing like Leishman, but each day we've been adding to different funds to, you know, try to help. Because it's a big area, you know, there's mm-hmm. different it's not just one spot. I mean, Australia is so huge, you know, it's the same land mass as America. And uh, when you think about Queensland, they're, they're, they're thousands of miles apart, these fires and Gosh. different areas need help. So we've been, we've been trying to do whatever we can uh, from here. Excellent. Good. Okay, cool. Well, we'll talk to you again next week after Hawaii, when the tour moves to California. Okay, Diane. Thanks. The action gets underway in Hawaii a little bit later on today. And the guys that we have in the field, well, Jason Duffner, Rian Gibson, Brian Harmon, Patton Kazire, Colt Nost, Russell Knox, Andrew Landry, Mark Leishman, Ryan Palmer, Pat Perez and JT Poston. So we'll be following along with all of their progress on our Secret Golf social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and also the SG Tour as well. You're too late to get into the tournament long for ball but you can play one day games 
So if you want to create one and invite your friends, you can do it that way. Set how much you want to play for and uh, the payout structure. Pick your team that way. And we have free games running as well. So if you've never played along on the SG Tour before and you just want to get a feel for it, then you can do it without losing any money. <laughs> I've got my team picked and I'm hoping that this is going to be a good week. <laughs> I mean, I have to start the year off right, hopefully. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, you can do that on iTunes, on Spotify, and on all other podcast websites and apps. And we'll be back with another one next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.